So let me start by introducing, we're um, about a minute away, but I wanted to, the presenters to have as much time as possible, because uh, that's why you're here. So my name is John Vividelli, and I am EVP of Workplace Solutions at Tango. Some of you may have known of AgileQuest Corporation. I was a CEO of AgileQuest until January, and the company was acquired by Tango. And now we're about a technology platform that is the in, at the intersection of people and place, and how all aspects of that can be measured and managed. Um, so what we do is we go all the way from site selection on the retail side. You have places, shops that you need to figure out where you're gonna put your stores, all the way through transaction management, portfolio management, project management, facilities and maintenance management, all the way through to how the building is actually being used and engaged with the employees, so the, the full spectrum. Um, it's my pleasure as the sponsor of this event to introduce you to two presenters, um, one of which who needs no introduction. <laughs> but I'll introduce you anyway. So. Um, the name of the, the presentation is, Are You Ready to Manage Real Estate Like Travel and Meetings? Pretty cool. John Arenas, Chairman and CEO of Serendipity Labs. John is Chairman and CEO of an international outsourced workplace provider. He has over 25 years experience leading flexible workplace companies and also building technology, which is not in your resume. I know that. Uh, innovations that traverse the corporate real estate and business travel industries. John was recently named to Business Insiders, 15 people shaping the office of the future. And he's right here today talking to you. Pretty cool. He was really expensive. Then we have, how do you pronounce that name? Anybody want to try? Yeah. Kieran Delaney. That was very good. Karen Delaney has over 20 years building innovative technology to solve problems in the hotel industry, business travel sector, and recently in real estate. He is the founder of, how would you pronounce that company? Hobley. Hobley? Hobley, even though it has a U. Um, which powers in-person collaboration in many of the world's largest organizations, including BP, S&P Global, and Bristol Myers Squibb. I'm really looking forward to this presentation. Should be a lot of fun. Take it away. Uh, thank you, John, for that unusual but uh, welcome introduction. So glad to be here with everybody. This uh, session, and glad to be here with Kieran, which I'll introduce him a little more fully in a moment. But I wanted the session really uh, was gen uh, the, the genesis of the session was uh, Global Business Travel Association leadership and Cornet leadership realizing there's a convergence between travel and workplace management because workers have become more transient and are starting to book their own place to work like they've been booking travel. So um, uh, Michelle Meyer, who's the outgoing uh, chair of uh, Cornet and the head of Global Business Travel Association, Suzanne Neufang, who I also know, um, really encouraged us to get together and find a really great subject matter expert. So I found Karen Delaney and um, I'll let him introduce himself a bit, but what we're gonna do today is we're gonna walk you through exactly what are the drivers of workplace converging with travel 
and uh, some case studies about um, how people are dealing with that because we're now looking at who's sourcing and who's tracking and who's managing the spend and the experience. So I'll let Kieran introduce himself. Thanks, everybody. Uh, great to be here. So looking forward to discussing the topic um, in relation to meetings and, and real estate and travel and how they're all beginning to blend. Um, my background, our company is Hubley, and we're over 12 years old. Um, we have over 200,000 spaces on the platform around the world, hotels, co-working spaces, and a whole range of unique uh, locations. And yeah, we, we're happy to share how we're helping companies to figure out this complex area of workplace and meetings and how they're beginning to blend and overlap. Oh, great. Thanks, Karen. So uh, let's just jump in and talk about um, why, like what's happening. So I think we all know, right, we're here. Um, the workforce now chooses where they want to work and how they want to work. And that's not always how it's been. Uh, there's been a super dramatic change. It was starting to go in that direction. Of course, we all know pre-pandemic, pre um, but you know the data speaks. And so this is some CBRE data that many of you may have seen, but I just wanted to focus you on it because it's part of a big report. And it's really looking at the policy intent of major companies around workplace. So if you look at the, the tallest bar chart here is 61%. The dark is this year, the light is last year. So 61% are aiming for a um, hybrid guided flexibility policy. Um, another 12% this year are looking for full flexibility with hybrid. So you're now you're talking about 73% of the companies polled and surveyed looking at supporting a hybrid workplace. So that that's a word we talk a lot about, but this is putting an order of magnitude to it. Interesting that last year versus this year, the same question to the same folks was about whether you wanted to have an office-based policy, and that was 30% last year, 19% as of this summer. That's a pretty big difference. And what does that mean? Uh, that means there are gonna be more people needing to procure, source, manage, and measure workplace like travel. So we're gonna hear that a little bit today. Um, the other thing is that majority of organizations are shrinking their footprint um, on renewal, which you know a lot of renewals of leased facilities have been delayed because of the, the pandemic. Um, kick the can down the road a year, decide maybe later. There's a lot of uncertainty. What are we going to do? Don't know. Let's just not do anything. Well, that's all bunched up. And now there's a, a cohort of um, leases that are, are going to be up for renewal that are going to shrink. Uh, Pre-pandemic, very common to, for a lease to come down from 100% uh, to about 70% of the, the size because of the way the, the facility is being used. Uh, today, uh, that's looking like a much bigger reduction in space requirement. Um, so look at the numbers on that. Uh, again, back to thanks to CBRE, um, you've got a majority uh, looking, 52%, looking to contract their space versus last year, they were thinking 44%. So we know more about the pandemic, we know more about workplace health, but yet we're also saying, or companies are saying, we are gonna cut more space. Uh, so that, of the 52% that said they were cutting space, now, any mathematicians, you don't really need them for this one, this is easy, but 84% of them are saying it's because of hybrid work. Okay, so I'm really just making the case and laying the foundation for this is a real thing, it's a big thing, and it's a now thing. This is not the future of work, this is work today. Um, 
So it does, you know, it does help to put a little context to this because the business travel world went through the same thing. Many of you of a certain age like me, you remember this, and some um, have heard stories of it. There was this time when, when you wanted to book travel, you would ask someone in your company to like who to call on the telephone that was at your desk to book a travel you know, a ticket, air, airline, and a hotel, and a car, and they would talk to you, and then they would swivel around into this big database, and then they would try and figure out like what was a good match for you based on company policy, you know, who you were, and how you were allowed to travel. And then, you know, a couple of days later, they would send you a ticket, or it would come into like a manila envelope, remember, with you wrap that like string around it? No, nobody knows what that is. Anyway, so, and then, then that would be on your desk in your inbox, which was actually a physical thing. So that's how it was. But you had to go through this intermediary that had all the information. Today, well, actually what happened to them is, is a kind of a precursor to what's happening today, and that is that all of a sudden, this company that had all the data decided to expose it to everybody, not just the agents. And so you had mayhem. You basically what you had was every employee realizing that they could get a better deal going outside the company policy, outside of compliance. The company had no visibility on spend. The company had no, what we would call today, SOS or where are my people, no security emergency measures. Um, they didn't have ESG back then, but if they had, they wouldn't have had that. So it was a consumerization of work, uh, a consumerization of travel, and that's what we're facing now. Because there are tools which we'll go through, if I can shorten it up here a little, we'll go, Karen will go through, uh, that will kind of walk you through the ecosystem, all the tools that are already available, many of which are uh, traversing this business travel and meetings. And you'll see, um, well, we'll let you see it in a minute here. So, um, so I'm going to hand things back over to Karen a little bit to talk about like what is corporate and meetings and management doing today, and that, and as kind of a, a window into how workplace is going to be managed in the very near future, if not already. Thanks, John. Yeah, so today, you know, business travel is continuing to evolve. I think on the slide previously, John showed that, I think it was in 1999, the first kind of online booking tools emerged for hotels and flights. So that's only just over 20 years ago. So in many cases, business travel, when it comes to booking a hotel or booking flights, is still actually using a lot of that kind of older technology. And now they're beginning to move forward to newer solutions that are coming into the market. Um, so within business travel, there's you know, very good tools for the transient sector. And that's really for booking a hotel, bedrooms, sleeping rooms, up to eight sleeping rooms, and booking flights. So what corporations have done is they've used these online booking tools for those two segments, as well as actually ground transportation. And they've layered on their, their policy requirements over them. And savings and kind of procurement logic. And basically bundle that into a self-serve booking tool that employees have access to, right? Um, so that's very advanced and developing. But what's interesting is for, for meetings, particularly smaller team meetings, and also group uh, off-sites, um, that is still being predominantly managed uh, manually. So John's example of an employee having to you know, ring somebody or send emails if they need to book a meeting space, that's still the case. 
So what we're seeing now is with the, the change in the, how we work and the future of work, suddenly there's increased demand for smaller team meetings, for all sites, right, to build culture with distributed teams, and also as organizations are looking at their real estate footprint. So suddenly now in the last kind of two years, there's been a significant increase in organizations within the you know, business travel and in many cases with their real estate colleagues coming together to say, right, we need to address this gap, right, which is still predominantly manual and we need to digitalize it because, you know, yeah, there's no efficiencies in having a, a manual solution. So that's kind of the step we're at now, where the, you know, the transient areas online, a lot of synergies, you know, controls, policy, and now meetings is also moving in the same direction. Uh, so that's a little bit of the landscape. I think also to get a little more specific about what, you know, the state of play of workplace management versus the state of play of travel management and where things are headed. You know, Kieran was mentioned being able to book and source. And sometimes, you know, in workplace, that's still an unmanaged spend. You have, as we said at the top here, a lot of people deciding where they want to work in real time and nobody really watching. Uh, not able to watch. I mean, if they, wanted to, if they want to watch, they just can't. So using third parties, using advisors, using uh, basically giving people the right to just book however they need to isn't going to last. It can't really last. So travel and meetings, has, as Kieran said, has created these self-serve experiential booking uh, paths uh, that also encompass policy. So you're, you're going to be, a, you're going to have guardrails up. Um, the data is, um, you know, in, in workplace today, it's historical. It's, did you come in? Did, is there a card swipe? Is there a login? In travel, it's predictive. It's like, how much, how many people are searching for a meeting room next month? You know, and how do we price that as an internal resource or price that as a third party resource? So being predictive in real time in your data means having an end-to-end -end seamless solution as well. Um, utilization, I kind of just touched on that. Uh, security, this is incredibly important, obviously, and more and more so. Uh, but being able to have um, information about the journey of that person, and when they're, especially if they're going to third places that are not corporate facilities. And by the way, even if they are, it would be nice to know the journey, right? Um, Let's see. So, you know, I guess without getting into, uh, you know, every detail of each of these, you know, payment processing, um, of course, in business travel, that's all happening in ways that cent is centrally managed. Um, there is a, a, um, a, a card, uh, card payment systems that actually track travel and allow booking at certain venues, you know, as policy, and that's all managed. The end user is not they know what the policy is, and their card will only work at Hilton or only work at Hyatt. Uh, so those are things that are coming to uh, to workplace. Um, expense management, expense management for business travel. That is a lot of little receipts. If you don't do it through a booking system that is tied to something like SAP's Concur, and that too is coming is already really in some of the tools like Hubley's tool. You have an ability to um, to integrate with other third-party services like that. So, um, and then of course compliance, and I mentioned those before, but it's duty of care, it's SOS, it's ESG, it's really everything. How do we know our numbers? How do we, are we just guessing? Uh, are we coming up with heuristics and rules of thumb and reporting on those? Um, and then actually, you know, as a supplier of workplace, I, I have to say, you know, there will come a time when 
you know, this helps with supplier management. You're going to know what your spend is. Your advisor will tell you how much you're spending with Industrious or WeWork or Serendipity Labs or Marriott or Hyatt or whoever. And you can kind of use that against the supplier and say, hey, look what I'm spending with you. But until then, you don't really know how much you're spending with them and you can't get the volume discount or the rates or service level agreement you need um, to meet with your policy. Um, so this all drives with, you know, behavior in the company. Without all this, you have to have mandates. Right? You can't have uh, a decentralized and automated process. So, you want to walk me through this? Or? Maybe we'll go ahead. Okay. Yeah. See this one? Let me just touch on it for one second. I know we're short on time. Okay. Yeah, so, th this is just a map of the industry. I know some cameras will go up, but basically, if the gray bar at the top is someone sourcing workplace, and you can do that through a third party advisor, uh, through American Express Global, uh, does workplace and meetings. Uh, but they actually ha work with the tool the providers like Hubley, for instance, CBRE, JLL, Cushman Wakefield. They all are working with technology providers. You can also book directly with a technology provider. You can go on Hubley.com or you can work with the actual supplier. The farther you go up the chain, the more visibility and central management and guardrails you can have up and the more sophisticated program you can have. So that's just a, a quick look at, at the, uh, the ecosystem. Yeah, so this is just uh, to give examples and I suppose a case study. Uh, this is a company ASML that we started working with. So this is a great example of a company using the business travel logic around policy, payments, expense, and safety, um, and applying it to meetings and team gatherings as well. So in the first year, ASML, really their main problem was they didn't really have visibility on how much they were spending on meetings. So the question was, well, you know, have you any clear idea on what you're spending? And they were very much lacked the data because they didn't have a technology. So the key driver for them was getting access to that data. To, uh, first of all, to know where people were from a, from a duty of care perspective, and also to have a faster solution because they were seeing that they needed, employees needed spaces to collaborate in increasingly due to the changes in the future of work. So within the first year, they had over 3,000 bookings, all, all online with, with approval built into it, and central payments, central expensing, and like 65,000 people came together to collaborate. So that's a real example of a company saying, right, this area is pretty much unmanaged. Let's use a technology to, to bring it into a self-serve solution. Another example of a blended uh, use case, which is where the company started trying to solve a problem for small meetings, one to 40 people meetings only. But then gradually, as employees were using the platform, they started to see data that they also needed accommodation in some cases. So a meeting for 20 people and five bedrooms. And then they started to see, well, actually, we need some bigger meetings for 50, 60 people. So through using a technology and analyzing the data, they then expanded into those use cases um, within the platform. And it's very much a blended scenario where it's you know, workspace kind of meeting-centric activity, but also this kind of collaborative piece with people also staying in hotels and booking group hotel accommodation as well. I appreciate that, and I hope you all do too. And um, we're out of time, but I will just say please go see your advisor, your workplace technology folks. Um, they'll tell you all about how this is working and what their vision and their roadmap is because the time is now. Thanks, everybody.